Hey, welcome to another edition of Gray's Rebuke here on a Sunday afternoon. So, the first topic of today, I'd like to talk about the Keystone XL Pipeline. What do you know about it? What don't you know about it? For me, I kind of just heard some things about it, and it's pretty much highly politicized. All I knew, or what I thought I knew, was that it was a pipeline for oil that went from Canada down to, like, Texas or something. And for whatever reason, I thought Obama didn't like it, Trump liked it, Biden now don't like it. It's kind of out of mess right now. Heard it went through some... Native American lands that they were mad about, but hey, who cares about them? And uh, it was going to continue on, but now it's at a halt. XL, I didn't know what that was. Must stand for extra large pipe, just like some big old pipe. Bunch of oil. Okay, well, a lot of that's wrong, and let's kind of talk about it. So the XL pipelines went through a bunch of phases. I think they started talking about it clear back in like, 2007 2008 it's a four phase process phase one is already done phase two already done phase three already done there is actually a pipeline from canada all the way down to texas it's already there so it's like well if it's already there what's the big deal so this fourth line this xl line which does not stand for extra large stands for Export Limited. They want to do an additional pipeline that goes from Alberta, Canada, down to the border of Nebraska, Kansas, to like, um, I don't know, some city like Steel City or something. Nebraska is basically border of Kansas and Nebraska. So what's the big deal? Why are they trying to block it? Why are they trying to do it? So under the Obama administration where they originally kind of liked the idea of this pipeline, things started kind of changing, and through fracking and more uh, fuel-efficient vehicles and other technologies, our dependence on this oil dropped significantly. We didn't need it so much anymore. So it's like, hey, we don't need it so much anymore. The potential for environmental problems kind of outweighs the good so we already got one nah we're, we're gonna block it um i mean i'd kind of be a little bit more for it if they said for the next 20 years if we build this pipeline you americans are gonna get like two dollar and ten cent gasoline because we're just gonna be sending so much oil your way for so cheap it's gonna be a good thing like you can say okay well Let's uh, weigh the risks here. This Maybe this is a good thing. Well, it's not. The only people that are really going to get any money out of this is the oil refineries, the oil companies in Canada. These are the people that are getting all the money. Sure, does it create a bunch of temporary good-paying jobs? Yeah, it does. And that's important. The uh, The oil industry as a whole, it's a dying industry. Dying. Some of the other problems with this is is oil spills. Now, in my mind, I kind of thought, hey, you got this big old pipeline there. They can weld stuff together and this and that. They're not going to just have it on the ground and 
It's going to be raised up. So in case, in, unless there's some big sabotage or some earthquakes or something, not likely. I don't. This environmental impact, I like. What are you going to do? Knock down a free, uh, a few, you know, some thousands of trees, but we can plant some more trees around it and stuff, and everything will be fine. I don't understand what the big deal is. Well, what's a big deal is oil spills. Some of you thinking where they put these pipes together, you know, somebody's going to be like, hey, well, I was wandering out in the forest and I seen that I came across this pipe. I didn't even know it was there. And, you know, it's it's got a little bit of a leak, just drip, drip. So, you know, maybe you guys want to look at that. You know, I put a couple puppy pads down and everything's going to be fine for now. But, you know, you might, well, <laughs> you might want to get over there, check it out. No. Between 2007 and 2010, um, they had more than they had leaks like more than 12 times. Thinking leaks, what does leak mean? Well, in one instance, a valve failed. 21,000 gallons of oil spilled. What? I don't know who's got oil laying around their house, but you got a quart of oil at your house. Go take a quart of oil, dump it on your uh, living room floor, dump it in your kitchen and see how hard it is to clean up. Now imagine 21,000 gallons. That's a mess. So if we've had over 12 of them in a three-year period, four-year period, I just think, well, man, that probably going to have three or four of these events a year. Maybe not 21,000 gallons, maybe 210,000 gallons, maybe 2,000 gallons. Significant amount. It's a lot of cleanup, a lot of mess. And for what? So, next question I kind of had, why the hell does Canada want to send all this oil down all the way to Texas? That seems expensive. Why don't they just refine this oil themselves? I don't understand it. Cut out the middleman, refine all the oil, and make all the money. Makes sense to me. It ain't something where Canada can't have refineries, because they can. Canada imports most of the oil they use. It is cheaper for Canada to get this nasty, oil, dirty oil out of their country and import cleaner oil. It's cheaper. So they'll sell this dirty oil discounted rate to the U.S. and, and then we refine it. So what do I mean by dirty oil? Oil is oil, right? No. You got the stuff like light, sweet, crude oil. This stuff is in tar sands or oil sands, whatever you want to call it. It's just like sludge, and it's a pain in the butt, to say the least, to get this out. It's expensive to extract this. It's thicker. It doesn't just flow. I think it has to be even heated up or or processed a lot to even get it to flow. Sometimes they got to mix it with other oil to get it to go, and it's it's more acidic. It's more corrosive. That's got to be good for pipelines. So it is the world's dirtiest fossil fuel on the planet. We don't even need it. So I was kind of looking into who produces the most oil in the world. I mean, we're good friends with Saudi Arabia, seems like, half the time. And the main reason I feel like we've been buddy-buddy with Saudi Arabia is why? Man, they got they got the oil. They got the oil like Arby's got the meats. The number one producer of oil since 2017 is a good old USA. What? 
Yep. Since 2017, we've been doing about 19.5 million barrels per day of oil. Second, Saudi Arabia. A sad second, at like around close to 12. Russia around about 11.5. Then Canada at 5.5. The country that has the, the most oil reserves is like Venezuela with about 300 billion barrels in reserves. I'll start looking into... Well, how much oil is left in the world? Well, they take all the known sources of, of oil and then, I don't know who, but somebody's tried to figure out sources of unknown oil. I don't know how accurate they are, but I doubt they're too damn far off. It's estimated in the world there is 1.65 trillion barrels of oil left. You take that at our current consumption... For all those people that are against green energy, green technology, and you got you about 47 years left of oil at the current rate, say 50 years. That's it. I mean, it probably ain't going to affect me too much. If I can drive in another 47 years, man, I'm doing some things or some medical technology is really advanced. But 50 years ain't that damn long. And it's gone. It ain't like we're going to find some more like, hey, everybody start drilling in your backyards. It's gone. So. This pipeline. They want to do goes through Canada, like Alberta, Canada, um, Saskatchewan, Canada, Montana, South Dakota, Nebraska. There it links up with some already existing pipeline and makes its way to Texas. So it's affecting what? One, two, three states in the U.S. The other day, 21 states sued the Biden administration over federal overreach. It ain't even going through those states. Utah's one of them. Wants to sue him. I, I don't know if these these Republican congressmen have each other on speed dial. I'm like, hey, Senator Cox here. Hey, uh, this is uh, McCarthy uh, calling. Uh, we're thinking about suing Biden. You want to get on board? Well, what do you? No, never mind. I don't. I don't even care. Yeah, go ahead. Sign me up. It ain't even affecting your state. Federal overreach. It has nothing to do with anything. They don't even care. We need to get away from this dying industry. We need to look towards green energy. Whether you like it or not, it's coming. You can't just stay behind and say, you know what, I don't want this. I'm never getting an electric car. I don't trust them. These are the same people that I'm never going to cook my food in a microwave. I'm nuking my food. It's going to cause me cancer. Cell phones. I'm never using a cell phone. I mean, these people, they're always around. 
They do not want to embrace technology. Whole civilizations have been lost on the same attitude. I mean, there are civilizations that were at the, at the peak of the world as far as technology goes. And then they just got comfortable and said, hey, we're good. We built these pyramids or whatever we've done and, you know, this is great. We don't need to do anything else. We just need to stick with what we know and keep wrong with that. Then you get left behind. Whether we want to deal with green energy and getting away from fossil fuels or not, it's going to happen. We can either be a top of the leader of the world to doing it or we can be second, third, fourth place. And I know a lot of people have these these jobs and don't want to see them go. If you had a, a uncle or grandpa or whatever that owned a typewriter company, you can't get mad when the PCs were coming out. Well, I'm just going to stick with the typewriter. No, it is going away. Whether you want it to go away or not, it is going to happen. So do you want to transition and get into an industry that's flourishing? Or do you want to just sit there with the sink and let it shi- uh, the uh, ship and let it sink? Because that's what's happening. So my final thoughts on this Keystone Pipeline is, hey, we have already got a pipeline from Canada to the U.S., we don't need another one. It's not really beneficial to the U.S. It's not beneficial to the American citizens. On a very temporary basis, it might have some benefits. I think the cons outweigh the pros. I don't know what everybody else thinks on this. But I do know when Biden got in office and it was one of the first things, everybody thought he was so terrible. He's killing all these jobs and... I don't think anybody looked into it any more than that. I think this is a bad pipeline, bad policy, no benefit, minimal benefit to the U.S. It's not going to help you out unless you're directly working on this pipeline. It's not helping you out. It's not helping the states out. So with all that being said, I would say a no on this uh, Keystone Pipeline. XL. So this next segment, I'd like to kind of talk about misinformation. Man, it is more prevalent than ever. I I don't even understand it. You see a lot of misinformation out there. And what really gets bad is where people don't do their research. They just take something they hear, something somebody said, and not only do they believe it, which is bad enough... They repeat it, and there goes the cycle over and over. Nobody checks anything. They just post. I remember one time I had a son or daughter that had a friend that posted on Facebook about Starbucks not supporting the military and refusing them coffee, and you know he just stated that he's not going to Starbucks ever again. This is a bunch of BS. Well, It was a made-up story, and it was totally false. And it was actually kind of an old story, too. But he just read it and reposted it. That's it. Well, after having five or ten people say, hey, this is false, check this site, blah, 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 blah. This shows you how it was false. 
Now you got to backtrack and look a little bit stupid and say, man, yeah, I thought this was true. Or the other problem is, is if you've got somebody that you think is informed or somebody that you trust says something, you don't need to check them because you're thinking, well, I'm sure they did their, did their research. So if they said it, it's got to be true. And so I'm just going to blindly repost it, not check my facts. And there I go. Once again, you'll probably get called out. And made to look stupid. There is so much of this going on right now. It's maddening. You can't just blindly repost something. You can. I just feel like too many people get an opinion on something. Or I always hear, hey, well, hey, did you hear what they're saying about blah, blah, blah? Who is they? I don't know who they are. Where did you get your information from? Usually when people tell me stuff off the cuff, like, hey, did you hear that? Whatever. And I'll be like, oh, that's that's interesting, but you know, I haven't really looked into it, so I can't really speak on it. I mean, if I take them for their word a lot of time exactly what they're saying to be true, well, I'd probably have an opinion on that. But I'm not going to have an opinion on it because I haven't even looked into it. I mean, yeah, if this is true, blah, blah, blah. I'll start looking into stuff, and it's not even true. So I just wonder where... Everybody out there gets their news. When you get your news, do you check it with a couple more sites? Are these reputable sites? Are these conspiracy sites? Um, are they giving you straight facts? Could their views be a little skewed one way or another? Everybody's views are probably skewed a little bit, but some some are skewed a lot. And then along with views... Even if these aren't outright lies, if you have people's opinions and views, how do they align with your own opinions or views? Are somebody telling you what your opinions and views are, or are they just giving you the information and letting you decide for yourself? Because that's what I think is the most important thing is actual information, factual information. You can agree with it and disagree with it. And if you disagree with it and you have your reasons for disagreeing with it, that's fine. If you agree with it, that's up to you and that's fine too. But do you have the information? Or is somebody telling you what's good? Somebody's telling you what's bad. Who's good? Who's bad? Um, you know, it's kind of the whole glass full glass empty scenario there can be more than one opinion on something you can say well I feel like it's um, half full somebody can say it's half empty and then some people can say well if you're a positive person you think this if you're a negative person you think that then you get the other people like well what if you put this water in a different glass then it would overfill or what if you put in a larger glass and it's it's less than half was was the glass Filled up from the beginning or was it never even poured all the way? Just dumb scenarios like this. All these scenarios to me are okay. But then you've got the, the, the crazies. They were like, well, there was, there, was never any, there was never any water in the glass. In fact, I'm questioning if this is even a glass. Maybe it's, maybe it's something else. Maybe it's a, I, I don't know. They just, conspiracy after conspiracy after conspiracy... 
people think they're pretty smart or pretty slick getting their information from all their news information, their daily information from all these alternative weird sites. Like they've got some special link to the real news. Man, I don't listen to CNN. I don't listen to Fox. I don't listen to any of these. I get my news from whatever. This is how these QAnon sites start. You got one news outlet telling you not to trust this one. This other one telling you not to trust this one. And so you search out your own. And then you find some stuff that aligns with your views. And the more you get these views, the more stuff gets fed to you. To where now you think that you're part of this secret society that's getting the real news. I mean, you're getting the hard-hitting truth. And nobody else knows it except you and the people that are going to these sites. So, I seen in the news today that Donald Trump is supposed to have some kind of new media platform. Oh my gosh. I can only imagine. (laughs) I can only imagine what kind of... trying to keep this a clean show and not say bad words i can only imagine the type of trickery that's gonna and misinformation that's gonna be on this show i mean i can only imagine the the guests that we're gonna have on this show i mean we already got the former press secretary kaylee McEnany. no surprise there that she's joined fox news you're pretty much always working for fox news you just weren't on their payroll but you're pretty much always working for them i mean talk about misinformation i'm i'm not happy about this site getting ready to come up this site comes up and it's just going to be an influx of i feel like it's going to be as bad or worse than QAnon. i mean i'm i check into everything i'm almost nervous i've never i've get on a lot of sites i get on just the 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 regular sites the ones that are well known i get on some right-wing sites. I get on some left-wing sites, like I've said, just to see what everybody's opinions are and what what kind of stuff that's out there. To QAnon site, man, I am scared to death to get on these type of sites. I really am. I just feel like you start reading some stuff and, man, I feel like it just sucks you in. You know, the whole thing with ISIS and stuff, you hear all these people joining. Even some Americans, you're like, how are these people being brainwashed? Like I don't, I'm not even, I'm not even feeling bad for them. They went and joined ISIS, and you know it's went down. And you know you get what you get for for being so dumb. That, and you're like, man, these people have been radicalized and brainwashed. And then you see people on sites like QAnon believing this weird stuff. Like there's going to be, you know, Trump was going to be the 19th president, and Biden was not going to be allowed to take office, and all these other conspiracy, pedophile deals and all this stuff and you start really believing it and then the dates come and the dates go and none of it comes true and some people just move on to the next date and then some people think man they they tricked me they duped me and i just say to myself how did this even happen i'm not even sure except for people are wanting to belong to something people are wanting to think that maybe they're in the know more than somebody else um this new media outlet that is coming with trump i i feel like it's probably got to be a little bit self-serving 
But besides being self-serving, I feel like it is just going to bring the crazies out and a bunch of lies and misinformation. Um, it'll be interesting to see where it goes. I mean, hey, freedom of speech. They can have their, their sight and their crazies and everything. I just, I don't think it's very great for, Amer for America. I don't say it should be try to be shut down or... Um, censor or anything like that. But I definitely believe, you know, anything that's put on there is going to be scrutinized. And whether you're going to be somebody that consumes all this stuff or if you're going to listen to reason or do your own checking on some of these things that are on there and base your opinions on that, I feel like people really get themselves into trouble. I mean, that's kind of my rant for that. Just misinformation in general. I think people really need to watch as far as not only being a consumer of misinformation, but also being a repeater, a producer of misinformation. It can really cause a lot of damage, can make you look really stupid, and it's not helping. So I've kind of ran a little bit long on my Keystone XL pipeline. This one segment is going to have a little bit of people disagreeing with me, maybe a little bit mad. It's more of a rant than anything. I try to have a lot of information that's informative. I mean, you hear a little bit of something around and nobody wants to do the research and everything. So I kind of like to get some information together and quickly, 10 or 15 minutes on a three-hour show, get people informed. What's been bothering me lately, and it's bothering me for a while, is the whole doomsday preppers. Some more than others. I mean, to me, they're in the same category as hoarders. Yeah, you can have some stuff you like to collect, whether it's, you know, baseball cards or teddy bears or dolls or or, or guns or whatever people like to collect. Some people get out of control where they're just hoarding stuff. They got to buy the house next to them to try to keep hoarding, thinking they're going to sell it. It's going to be worth more money later. They're never going to do it. What I'm talking about, though, is these doomsday preppers. If you've got 50-gallon drums filled with water at your house, I'm talking about you. If you've got six months of food storage, I'm talking about you. If you've got 30, 40, 50,000 bullets for the sole purpose of the end of the world coming, yeah, I'm talking about you. I remember one time I went camping with some guys and no girls were coming for whatever reason and I was, I was just bad. So guys just wanted to take like beer and beef jerky or something to go camping and they're going to catch some fish, not a damn vegetable to take with them. One guy spoke up though says, hey man, no, let's not have everybody spend all this this money. I've got all these MREs, all my food storage, and, and you guys all just give me 25 bucks. I think we're going for four or five, six days, and I'll just supply all, all the food, cook it. I was like, oh, this is bad, but I, I, I haven't had one of these MREs, so I wonder what these are about. You know, I hear about them. So reluctantly, I, I pitched in my 25 bucks, and man, that morning after we went camping that night, and Next morning, he gets up. Hey, what's for breakfast? Oh, man, this is going to be good. It's bacon and eggs. And I'm like, man, that sounds good, bacon and eggs. 
oh man I, I don't even know what this stuff was but there was no bacon and there was no eggs in it this was like eating cardboard mixed with rubber mixed with dirt you think I'm going to live off this for six months? Uh-uh. No, no, no. I think people are wanting this doomsday scenario to happen. I mean, I think people live in some fantasy world where they think, okay, hey, honey, get the kids together. Um, first thing we're going to do is board up all the doors, reinforce that. We're not going to have a speck of light in here. We probably got like a day or two before the electricity and gas and everything's cut off. Good thing we got uh, everything going. We got batteries. We got flashlights. We got candles. We got cans of Sterno. Everything. Go, 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 go. I feel like at this point, this is where you move down into the basement. For some reason, you don't live in the livable part of your house. If you've got an unfinished basement or a cold storage, this is now where you live. Maybe you get some family members to come over. They bring their food. They bring their families. And you guys are in for the long haul, man. You're... Maybe you have, you know, the you're at the front door, you're working shifts, your wife's at the back door, you'll take 6 in the morning till noon, a couple of other kids will take noon to 6, other ones 6 to 12, you know, you'll be sitting there with a, you know, gun on each door and maybe have a little hole in your house where you got, you know, you can get your scope, so if anybody's coming to get your food, bam, you pick them off. I mean, time this is over, you're going to be a sharpshooter. But mainly we're going to live in the basement. We got six months of food. We do some intermittent fasting. We might be able to stretch this out till eight months. I mean, we'll lose a little bit of weight. This is what people are thinking. They ain't going to have our own running water to flush the toilet or nothing. They, I don't know what people are thinking is going to happen. Like, all of a sudden, there's going to be some signs like, this is all clear, all clear. You know, some TVs just automatically come on. There's some big announcement. For all of those of you that's had your food storage... And lasted this six months. Everything now is back to normal. Everything is fine. Go ahead and come back to work tomorrow. Too bad for all the people that did not listen and have perished. That being said, anybody in your block, city, or county, you are now welcome to pillage and take ownership of any of these dumb people that didn't listen stuff, including your neighbor's house. It can now be your house. If there's any vehicles left from these deceased people, they are now yours. That's what people are thinking. If the world's such a messed up place where I got to be holed up in my house, getting ready to pick people off, coming to get my food for six months, and they think all of a sudden there's going to be like some all clear. If it's the case where I got to be six months off of some MREs, I'm effed. I don't even want to live. I'll go to somebody's house with me and my family. Whoever's got all the guns and bullets, let them pick me off. I'll say, hey, I'm coming to get your food. I'll stand on their sidewalk, let them pick me off. And this is crazy. I'm not saying all preparation is bad. I mean, if I'm going to go camping, maybe I take some extra water, some extra blankets. If I'm on a long road trip, maybe some oil, maybe some extra gas, maybe some water. That's fine. That's just to get me out of a pinch if something goes bad. If I'm up in the mountains, you know, and I get stuck up there for whatever reason for a couple days, landslide, who knows what, till help arrives. Not like, hey, honey, let's go, go, let's go camping. But, you know, we better take a lot of stuff because if something goes down, we might have to live up here. 
And I'm not talking for a week. I'm talking long term, like maybe the next five or ten years. I mean, people are freaking out. I don't want to live in fear all the time. These people that are, are prepping, they never have enough food storage, never enough water storage, never enough bullets. Fear, 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 fear. Why does anybody want to live like this? I do not know. I am not one of them. People hoarding food. Even this COVID thing, people hoarding food, going in there like stocking up on canned goods. There was somebody at work one time telling me, hey, they had a brother-in-law or something worked at the Department of Fans or Department of some junk. Said, hey, I just found out, you know, there's some big stuff going down and next couple months, man, you might want to stock up on some food storage. Pfft. No, I don't. I don't. Thanks for the heads up, bro, but um, not happening. Well, two, three, four months later, everything looks fine to me. So I'm kind of on a rant on this, just the, the, the preppers. I mean, people think that they live in some special time where they're here for the end of the world or they're here for the pinnacle of something. No, you're not. Just another period of time, just like anybody else. But everybody likes to believe that they're here for the end of the world, the end of days, end of something. It's not. So I guess if it helps you sleep at night to have all this stuff set up at your house or a storage or a bunker or whatever you got, then I guess that's good. But just to live in that fear all the time, I don't see why anybody would want to do this. And if you really look at it, it's pretty ridiculous. So that's just kind of my rant. I don't understand these people that are just the crazy preppers. I mean, I have a week or two of food at my house. That's just because I don't want to go to the store. That's it. I cannot see. Costco gives me anxiety. You ever go to Costco? Get you 10 pounds of pickles in a jar, 5-gallon thing of mayo. You think you're saving money by the time you don't use it and it gets thrown out. You don't spend money. I cannot stand it. It drives me nuts. Anyway, that's just a rant. Total rant on Doomsday Preppers. And if you're one of them, I'd like to hear why. Logical reason why. That's all I got on this Doomsday Prepping. And yeah, that's it. So my final thoughts are today is I hope I gave everybody some good information, at least on the Keystone Pipeline. My other stuff is kind of more of my opinions and maybe a little bit of some rants. I guess in the end, I just like people to think. You don't have to align yourself with my views if you do great, because I'm right. But seriously... Before you post things and before you do things and before you take hard lines on stuff, at least look into it a little bit and then form a form an opinion. That's all I'm trying to get at, really. And uh, as always, if you like my podcast, share it with one person. If you love it, share it with two. And if you hate it, share it with three. See you Wednesday.